Welcome to Pull the Pin Ready, a place where average veterans come to share their opinions of the world we live in. We can't guarantee you're going to like our opinions. But we promise we're going to enjoy giving them to you. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike. And I'm Brian. Let's pull the pin. Shall we? Yes. Topic of the day. Topic of the day. 30. Am I, am I, did I get the number right there, Jim? 30. As of this moment, yes. Yeah. 30 executive orders his first week. I don't know how many Trump did his first week or first month or whatever, but I'm going to venture to say he didn't do that many. No. So what do you guys think is going on here? That that 30, I got off CNN website. Uh-huh. And is it in three days? In three days, he did but 30. I tried to give him benefit of the doubt and say the first week. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's not a week. That was three days. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, definitely. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of those 30 are to reverse something that Trump did. That's it? How many? Ten out of 30. Just 10? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. I mean, I don't don't find that too alarming to me. You got, I don't find it too alarming. I mean, what do you expect him to do? Well, I guess the, the part that's alarming is is that compare that to all the other presidents, I think in their first year, I think it was, or was it their first week? Uh, I don't know. But all the other presidents, I think the highest one was like nine or something, hmm. if I remember yeah. correctly. But it's like we talked about in an uh, earlier episode. Um, I, I don't remember this from uh, Bush, Clinton, Obama. I don't, I don't remember it being that much. You know, maybe one or two here. Like, I thought it was a lot under Trump because I was like, it's almost like every other day or at least twice a week or so, you would hear something about, oh, executive order reversing Obama's policy on whatever. You know, it just, I was like, damn, man, this guy is trying to wipe everything uh, President Obama did, wipe it away. You know, like he never existed or whatever, going after, like they say, going after the legacy. And I'm like, now somebody's doing it to him and then when I was, we had uh was Mike Watts on and he said yeah they all do that they always do that and I was like okay I don't remember seeing it that that often and I'm like I think my main thing is okay to detend for reversing a Trump policy program or whatever I get it I get it he's on the left he was on the right whatever I get right. it but the other 20 like what's the rush well, I, I guess uh, I guess maybe we should figure out like wh- what an executive order really is because I don't think I don't think before they had much power, and mm. from what I understand, the executive order is not like a, it's not like a law. It's just a way to, for him to tell the people who work below him what his plan of action is. So, for example, like if uh, stopping the wall. He he controls, you know, the border patrol. So he's telling them, hey, we're not going to spend our time building a wall anymore. So stop doing it. It's not like a law or anything like that. And even when Trump or all the other presidents were doing it, it really doesn't have a lot of weight per se. So if that's the case, then it's kind of really just become a political game, I guess. Mm hmm. But don't you think that, that that sounds like it should be what a new president does anyways? I mean, if he's got things he wants to do, hey, this is what, this showing the people that hey, this is what I this is how I feel, and this is what I want ha- to happen, and it kind of gives his team a, a go by. I think you know what I mean. I don't think it's a. I think a lot of people are thinking it's like some kind of like 
you know, state of emergency, actually. I mean, like, we have to act on it. But I don't know. I don't know much about it. No, yeah. I, I think you're right. And I think, in fact, if that's the case, I think this is great because this is the most we've heard where Biden stands on anything. Uh, I mean, yeah. all campaigning, nobody knew where he stood and he would reverse the pipeline stuff and all that, you know, fracking. So nobody mm-hmm. knew. So at least these executive orders are giving people an idea of where he stands, whether he follows through or not. Yeah, because you can't retract that. Right. And it's in yeah. writing. He signed it. Right. Yep. I think the, the challenge I see with it and, uh, you know, maybe it's not a challenge, but like some of the executive orders, like the, the pipeline stuff, mm-hmm. like to me. You know, are we going to go to war with Canada? Eh, Probably not. You know what I mean? But like to me, that would be something I would think as a president, if I was president, that would be a conversation with Canada before I signed that. You know what I mean? That wouldn't be a, hey, guys, you know, let's stop working on the pipeline. We're not doing it anymore. I would be on the phone with uh, Trudeau or whoever's actually running Canada and be like, hey, this is my intention. Give me your feedback now before I sign this, you know? Who's to say they didn't know? Who's to say that he didn't have that conversation? Well, Canada is because Canada's suing us. <laughs> Canada has a lawsuit in because of what we what we are what they already the expenses and, and, they already occurred. And then I laugh at that. Like one country is suing another country. Like, okay. <laughs> like yeah. what does that mean? What are you, what are you gonna pay money? Is there, you know what I mean? Well they will pay money. <laughs> they will? You really think they would? You wanna keep good relations, you would. I mean if we're gonna send pallets to Iran. Yeah, we do. Why wouldn't we be paying? <laughs> why? Yeah, why couldn't we print a, a couple extra bucks for Canada? Yeah, why not? Hey, you're sorry, man. Here's some. They probably pay him a certain percentage of the contract. Okay. Well, that yeah. Sense. From what I understand, too, is like what what happened was Trump actually, he's the one that kind of set that uh, pipeline thing in place. And I, I was watching one of these lawyer channels. I, I love watching some of them because they explain things that I'm like, wow, I didn't even realize that. But apparently, Trump set it up that it can be stopped at any time. So it's almost really Canada's fault for allowing that. So they walked into a contract deal that at any moment, if Trump didn't get elected, could have been stopped. Yeah. So shame on them. Yeah. You know, well, if Trump if Trump wanted this to go through with no no way to stop it, there was a way to do that. So, mm-hmm. but so I guess they're, they're complaining is that because people have already spent money, jobs, people are losing their jobs, and you're just putting an end to it like that. So what would you say for the people out there listening who are saying something like, well, I don't care, you know, but... You're losing a lot of jobs. What do you mean? You don't care? No, I don't care about the pipeline, but they're losing a lot of jobs. So what would you say to those people? Well, I, I think people have to stop feeling like, you know, I mean, we had this discussion plenty of times about the in my backyard thing. Mm. And I'm not one of those thinkers. I, I don't think in my backyard is the place to start because I think a lot of people don't realize. Uh, Brian will probably disagree with me and we've had these conversations, but they don't realize that these things do affect them. People going on unemployment affects you. It does because there's tax dollars. There's all kinds of things being paid. I mean, unemployment is an insurance, so it's not a direct uh, you know, tax from you, but all those things do affect you. Maybe not in the immediate, maybe not in a, in a big, you know, in-your-face way, but at some point it's going to come to you, and they might take a job that you know, affects you anyway. So I think people need to pay attention to all the things. Yeah, and I also think those two sides of the story, I don't, I don't know the reason why they're not doing it, I don't know what the reasoning behind that is. Sure, we're going to lose jobs. Sure, you know what I mean? Just like with the steel industry and all the other stuff, that everything is ever like somebody's going to be somebody's going to lose over here and somebody's going to gain over here. You know what I mean? Jobs are open over here and jobs are closed over here. Now, 
who's to say what's right? I think that's why we vote. I think that's why we try to get the majority and we try to do the best to make to make it fair. But somebody's always going to lose on a deal. You know what I mean? That's just how I feel. I mean, it sucks. I mean, if I knew somebody that was on that contract, and I'd be bummed. You know what I mean? I'd be rude for them to keep that going. But, I mean, it's just... It's well, I guess that falls into the uh, how he started the whole thing by saying it's not in your backyard. So now you just feel like, oh, somebody's going to win, somebody's going to lose. But if it was like me or Jim working on that contract, you'd be like, yeah. man, this is messed up. You know, yeah. right. and I think about this stuff yeah. all the time. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. And but if you I, don't think if you don't think I'm going to be a roommate because I lost my job with you, that's going to affect your life because I'm going to be staying upstairs in one of your bedrooms mm. with my kids. So <laughs> it is going to be in your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said his. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he lives much closer. Sorry, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but no, um, I, I, I have to stand by that. And, you know, like I said, my friend Danny once said that. The average American doesn't care about most things until it hits their backyard. And that's what that pipeline one is a classic example to me. It really so, is. My, my question to you, though, is sure, I, I agree 100% with that. So, but what am I supposed to do? Carry the burden of the world and be concerned about every issue that, that, that comes up with that? Or is it to say, hey, that sucks? Show some empathy and say, hey, that sucks. Hopefully, you know what I mean? Hopefully, we have something to vote on that we could, you know, or some kind of, in, some kind of, I don't know what you'd call it. Some kind of money moved around for education or something or transferring jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what that, that is called. Yeah, I mean, like if they if they got rid of a lot of the contracts, it would affect me, you know, in my household. And I'm like, yeah, and then I'd be like, hey, President, hold up. Why, why'd you do that? Well, you know, I don't understand. The only thing I see is the effect on me, right? So the average American, if you look at him signing executive orders, stop building the wall, executive orders, uh, stop this, uh, pipeline. People are like, uh, yeah. Okay. They didn't have nothing to do with me. So, okay, go Mr. President, go, you know, so if they liked them, they're going to continue to like them. If they didn't like them. And even if it didn't affect me, right. In any way, whatsoever, it didn't affect me. So now if I didn't support Biden, I'm still not going to support him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. If you have a solution, you know, you got to recommend the solution, right? But if you don't have a solution, there's still an outlet. Like people say that, like, and I started to do this lately. I have people that do represent me. I have lower level people that represent me. And when I hear something in, in the media and the mainstream or, or what the president's doing, I get in there, I shoot a quick email to my representative, say, hey, what are you doing about this? I'm not happy with it. Maybe that's nothing. Maybe it's, it, it, you know, it, but a, sh a quick email to show my displeasure or ask a question forces my representative to acknowledge me. And if everybody was doing that, that would be a great sign on where our representatives are supposed to lean and make decisions. Mm. Yeah, I, th I think if they get enough responses from different things, um, I think they do respond. I, I'm not, oh, I'm I got a response. That. Yeah, I got a response from my emails. And uh, I was impressed with one of the response. He explained to me, like, this is why I made this decision. I was actually impressed, got a little more respect for the man. Wow. But the problem, what I'm saying is I did that because I said, you know, this may be the right thing to do. It's not in my backyard, but it may be in my backyard one time or one day from, from wherever, you know. So let me ask about it, at least inquire. And I think if everyone did that, we probably would make a difference. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree 100%. Another thing is that when people, I think you said it in a 
an earlier episode also about people don't even know who these local politicians are, first and foremost. Right? The only thing they might see, the lowest they'll go is to a, uh, a senator. Anything after that is the president. You know, I've had conversations with people, they didn't even know who their governor was. Mm. You, you get what I'm saying? So right. it's like, or let alone the mayor. And they don't care about that. It's all about the national attention. And that's right. their focus. And sometimes I I understand because if they don't deal with local government, like you don't see local government, maybe if you deal with your schools and if you don't have kids in school, like I don't see the the interaction with the local government as much. You know, that's more like building things, road issues, you know. So I understand how sometimes people don't affect that. Like when you're talking about national issues, that's in the media. You don't see local stuff in the media. So people don't ever encounter local government. But now that COVID came along... Everybody should know who their governor is. Yeah. You know, everybody yep. probably knows who their governor is. It's true. So I don't know. <laughs> do you do you want to uh do you want to look at some of these like out of the first, I think one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Out of the first seven, uh five of them were immigration. Does that affect you? No. That's not in your backyard, immigration? No. I live in California. I know when it's in my backyard, okay? <laughs> Never mind. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, I mean, no. I, I don't even know how to answer that, man. If I say, uh, yes, it's in my backyard, and then you come with the justifiable question of, well, why do you say it's in your backyard? I don't know what my response to that would be. Just, right. as, an, just, just as an American. Yeah, but still, man, Texas is huge. Well, you got to think about the, 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 the economic impact. There's there, there's different sizes, all that. BS, okay. You know what I mean? Then someone will ask you, Brian, okay, what's the economic impact? Because I, I'm not feeling it. I have no I, clue. Yeah, I that's, tell what, you, no, that's what I'm saying. I can tell you what the economic impact is. But I've, heard, but I've heard both sides. I've heard arguments for both that sound legitimate. As far as, like you're saying, I know what... I know what you're going to say, Jim. You're probably going to say, are you going to talk about the, the like the, the welfare? I think we've had this discussion before where mm-hmm. they, they're, entitled to, these, yeah, they're yep. entitled to these things and they're not paying into it. Um, they're working under the table. They're not paying into taxes. But I've also heard stories. If you look at them, the ones that are working on illegal social securities, which a lot of them do. I, I knew somebody that worked in the hotel industry. They would hire only people that were illegal because they, they were the only ones that would stay. You know what I mean? They'd bust their ass and they'd work and they'd work for a, a very low wage. And that was the way that these hotels maintain themselves. But if you, if you think about those people that are working under somebody's social security, they can never file taxes, they'll never get a tax return, and they are paid in taxes. So, whereas if it was an American person working that $10 an hour job, they would file taxes and they would get a return, right, for their kids and all that. They don't get those tax credits. They have to pay into those taxes and they don't get anything back. So there's thousands and thousands, millions of dollars that doesn't get get returned to the people that are in that low income. So I think there's a give and take on that, but I get what you're saying. I, I do. Well, they're still they're still taking jobs. And I understand what you, you know, know, you might you might make the argument that, well, they're yeah. taking jobs people don't want. I understand that. But I guarantee yeah. you pushed into a choice um, whether you have no job or you have to do this job. You uh, know, people might have to do the jobs they don't want to do. Yeah, I, I just I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. If you look at the labor jobs that they do and they bring them in over the, in the fields and stuff like that down there in, in California. I mean, it's it's labor, dude. Like nobody's going to do that. People will sit on on, on, on on whatever they can on, on on welfare before they go and do those jobs. I guarantee it. And it doesn't That's matter. That's my point. That's it's my making, point. And it's, you and take it's also, away. 
Okay. It's also feeding. It's also putting food on your table. Who's who's out there doing that? Bringing those vegetables in for for you know five dollars a basket. You know what I mean? It's we're benefiting, but we're also thinking that we're not benefiting. But it's I don't know. It's tough. It's a good point because if you really had uh, let's call it a legal American um, doing those jobs, you would have to pay them at least minimum wage. So then the cost of that product is going to go up. Yes. So. Yes. I, I kind of see your point. Yeah, no, not kind of. I do see your point. So you got you got to be careful what you wish for. Like I've went through this before. I mean, even in school, you know, this is a big topic, especially being in California. But it's like, gosh, you can you can go both ways. But I mean, you, you go one way, you think you're helping, and you could be hurting. You could be you, you could be paying more in your backyard. You know what I mean? For 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 lettuce, for strawberries, for all those things that we that we take for granted. I mean, it's crazy how cheap it is. So how different is that than sending all our jobs and buying everything from China? How is that how different? different? Yeah, how different is it? Well, that, us as Americans, we have that choice. We, we, we really do have the choice to buy American or not, but we choose to buy the cheaper thing. Right, which is like why vegetables are cheaper and all that, because we're yeah. paying, somebody's missing out on, right, paying them full wages that, that we think America's, I well, mean, you can't make, you can't make the argument that we got enough money to pay people a minimum wage to make a, you know, cost of living. And then make the argument, well, the only reason vegetables are smart because we're paying people, you know, less over here and they're illegal. Like, you can't make both arguments. I, I didn't either say they were illegal either. I, not all of them are illegal. They, they do have people that come in on visas. They literally come for weeks of the year and they work for like $5 an hour or whatever it is, and then they go back home. Wasn't well, that illegal? No, they bring them on buses. Like, they literally come up here and work in the fields and then go back. Legally. But I thought... I thought if, as long as they come over with a visa, they have to abide by our working standards, which means a company has to pay them a certain wage. Yeah, but I, I, I have to look into this, but I'm pretty sure that it's below the actual state or the federal minimum. It's the, maybe it's the federal minimum wage, but it's lower than California's minimum wage. I remember, if I remember correctly, it was pretty low. I mean, they literally bring them on buses over, they yeah. work in the fields, and then they bus them back. So well, there, before it gets convoluted, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with going to Mexico or whatever country you want to recruit people and say, hey, come on over here with a visa and do the farm jobs. We'll pay you this. But I have no problem with that. I'm talking about the illegals that come over. They have no connection, no accountability, take the money, ship it back to their home country, have sure. nothing but take, 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 take. And maybe they, they work hard. That's great. But they're still well, taking. What if you had a good friend, Jose, that you know was illegal? And uh, he was getting deported. Listen, listen Brian. Wrong. Listen, Brian. What if I have a relative? Yeah. That's here illegal, was an awesome carpenter, can fix up my house, anything I needed, so I didn't have to spend money. What if I had that? Yeah. What if I did? Okay. So you still feel the same way? Yeah, he's still here illegally. He's still yeah. doing the same thing. Oh, you think he's taking a job from someone else? Yeah, he has yeah. to be. Yeah, okay. Now, if nobody absolutely wanted to do the job, don't you think companies and the government would go on recruiting? Like, isn't that what these other countries do? You know, I've, I've seen yeah. you've seen it overseas, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia. I saw plenty of it. Yeah. You go to these countries like the Philippines, they'd offer them this wage, they'd bring them over. I'm not going to talk about how corrupt I think that system was, but they would do that because they had a shortage of workers in their country would do that and they would oh, pay I mean, these people oh yeah I mean, look at look at leatherneck in afghanistan i mean all, all the contractors there it was just crazy i mean these guys are getting shipped in from all over mm -hmm. probably not making crap compared to what you know an american would make as a contractor but um but but nobody's sneaking into saudi arabia sure 
and it will never happen like that. Right. Well, they just chop your fucking hands off. Yes, they will. <laughs> well, I, I think um, mm-hmm. for me, it, the the amount of money that it, they may somehow affect our. I don't see how them sending money back home to their family is affecting our economy or me personally. Well, you get well, what I'm saying. No, no, not the simple act. But mm-hmm. the fact that they're making money under the table, right. nobody's getting tax money for that. And then they're going around, turn around, using our services that we're paying taxes for. Here, here's, here's a thought. Oh, here's okay. A, I got you. I got you. Here, here's a thought, though. I mean, if you look at the money in drugs and the cartels and this, the amount of money that is going back across the borders, for that kind of stuff, I think trying to combat that in some way, whether it's legalizing drugs or whatever, however you're going to do that. Fixing that problem, I think, is way more important. You know what I mean? That's causing so many more deaths and corruptions and, and money going out. And and I honestly, the, the healthcare thing, I mean, we are such a rich nation. We should be able to freaking figure this shit out. We should. There's too much money. We're giving millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, we're worried about, you know, people coming over and working their asses off doing labor jobs. That's, that's so, just my thought. So there's my point. You, you circle back around to what I was trying to say. If we're such a rich country, we figure that out. Why can't we figure out a way to subsidize vegetables so we don't have to pay a lot of money for them? Why do we have to you know, rely on low-income workers? Why can't we pay the people and then the government can supplement the farmers for the, the cost to keep the cost down? So it's all around about. The difference being is the more people you let in, the more numbers we have, the re- it, it changes everything. And when you talk about the health care, I might be for a single-payer health care since I might be for all that if you control the immigration. Because that's why Sweden and those, or whatever those countries, Norway, Finland, whatever those cool countries we always like to say, Denmark, because their borders are controlled. They have a, a strict number of people that fluctuate slightly so they can account for health care issues. Yes. Our yes. numbers can change day to day drastically. Yeah. I mean, there's they, a caravan they, coming right now. Yeah. But they also don't have the best colleges. They don't have the best, <laughs> the best, you know, I mean, we, we have such a... a People are dying to get to this country. That's different. You know what I mean? Those countries, nobody's dying to get over to Finland or dying to get to Canada. You know what I mean? People are dying to get to the United States. How do you know that that has nothing to do with because of the fact they won't let you in? What's that? I might swim to Denmark if they'd let me in, but they're not going to let me in. So I ain't wasting my time swimming there. Mm. America has been the beacon of bring everybody or you're all coming in. The beacon so, of opportunity. Dude, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Go ahead and try to get sneak into Canada. Try to sneak into Mexico. It ain't you happening. Can. You can. You can. No, you can walk right up to the border. They had a big problem with that. There is no border in Canada. You can literally walk in. They had oh, but you ain't staying. In. You ain't staying. Oh, well, you can't stay in the United States either, can you? They deport. They deport you. They deport you. Oh, sure they do. You get in a t- you get in a car accident on DUI. And you, you don't have a valid, they will, they'll send you back. No, dude, they're not, you're not even allowed to ask anymore in most states. Jim, I know for a fact. I'm I know, I was a cop. I know, but I, I looked face to face with the guy. I was <laughs> a cop, dude. And he I was, was a going cop. back. I was a cop, said, hey, we got somebody who doesn't have a license here. Oh, write him a ticket, let him go. But did he commit a crime? Did he commit a crime? Like a DUI? No, I, I, I just profiled and harassed him. <laughs> Of course, I, I get, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying, Brian. But nah, not when I was a cop, man. Where at? in Georgia? Now, the only thing I will say, and I tell everybody this, you know, what if you, commit a, what if you commit a serious crime, like a felony? 
Did they just okay. take you? How, how, deep, how deep you want to go? <laughs> well, I just want to know. I mean, did you ever treat somebody with a felony that didn't get no. deported? Yeah, okay. no. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I don't know if they were deported. Right. I, I really don't. Because once they but, ship them off, I, I don't know. I don't yeah, keep track, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't keep track of it. Well, I watched a few guys. They were, they were, so it was like this weird, like, thing where they have to wait 30 days. Then they have to, then they're like, the federal has to, federalities or whatever have to pick up the case. And then, like, if they don't do it within so many days, then they release them. You know what I mean? But they still yeah. get charged with the DUI. Yeah, you still get charged and everything. But sometimes they'll know offhand. They'll make the phone call and they'll say, nah, you can let them go. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, California, I know. I, I mean, yeah, it was very rare. I mean, you'd have to really be. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, the problem, Brian, is is we can we can discuss it and obviously never have to argue about it because there's so many problems that, that are so intertwined. Like that's where I think the difficult challenge comes. If it was just simple black and black and white, like if we build this fence, nobody will come in. You know, everybody'd be making probably better choices. But the problem is, is when you make one choice, it affects something else, which then may create another dilemma and, and down the line. So everything's so intertwined that we really have to 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 take it apart and figure out what's best for the country. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in our country also, everyone's talking about Mexico and all this other stuff. But you have so many people from Europe, they'll come here legally on a tourist visa, and you have it for like 60, 90 days or whatever. And next thing you know, nine years later, they're still here. Don't, yeah. don't you remember that the Chinese were sending over people that were pregnant? They told right. them how to get yeah. through through the yep. border and whatever customs. Yeah. And then they were having babies here. Yep. Yeah. It was Once a whole corruption. They broke the, yeah, they broke a ring of that. Yep. Well, well, and then what about, I mean, we take so many refugees too. I mean, how many refugees do we take a year from Somalia or wherever? I mean, I, I know, I know in near Seattle, they had a pretty big Somalian refugee. It's like, they just dumped them there. You know what I mean? They had a big population of them. And we, we think this, you think there's a social worker that's accountable for all of them. and says, okay, guys, your refugees over time to go home. <laughs> no, they, they, no, they get citizenship. They, they, they just can't get right. for X amount of time and they're good. That's my point. And, and he told me, this guy told me they even gave him money, like a good amount of money to get going and make sure that he's on his feet. And they, they have this, they have the whole case with them. Like they follow the workers, social workers, follow up with them, with the family, they help them get employed, whatever. I mean, it's start a business. I mean, you name it. Yeah. And that's why now that right there is where people really have a problem because you're not even doing that for your own citizens. And who's well, we who's are. money? Well, we who's are. money? Who are they getting money from? Not some endless magical pot of oh, money oh, from oh, the oh, government. Oh, Jim. What? Can you show me uh, where Americans were treated like that? Where? What do you mean? Where they got money to start a business? Sure. Like you mentioned the uh, refugees? Sure, yeah, Americans get it. Yeah. They're small business, they're small business loans that get yes, no, small yeah. business. Oh, so they didn't just get it wasn't gifted. It's a loan? No, it was a loan. Yeah. Oh, okay, was, okay. There was okay. these incentives. There's there's a lot of incentives. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. might have been a percentage you didn't have to pay back or you know what I mean? You know how business yeah. loans are. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it sounded like a pretty good gig. Now, I, I don't know all this information. This is jailhouse talk. I don't know. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Literally jailhouse talk. <laughs> well, yeah, I, just to like I said, I don't see it firsthand does it does it affect our economy i'm gonna say yes but i think what affects our economy more is the fact that our government sends millions hundreds of millions possibly billions of dollars to foreign in foreign aid to other countries and i'm like nah, i don't agree with it i'm yeah, sorry i don't I'm get sorry. it and you know maybe there's something behind the scenes they're not telling us but tell us give no. us a clue 
No. Come on, let's let's be honest, guys. We all get along, we're friends and all of that, but you're gonna take care of your house before you take care of mine. Yes. You, you get what I'm saying? Let's oh, yeah. let's be honest about it, right? And that's to me, you take care of your own. But wasn't wasn't Trump blasted for that? For what? Didn't they turn this nationalism into white nationalism? Like a nationalist doesn't have to be about race. It's it, it's just crazy. It's putting your country first. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was blasted for that. Everything comes back to Trump. No, no I'm just saying is is the, the, these executive orders about immigration are about the world. They're not about America. This is the opposite of nationalism. This is about let's let's be the world's beacon and let's make everybody in the world more important than us. And all these other countries are not saying that. They're not saying, hey, let's supply Americans with people because they need them. Yeah, I mean, all the other countries you mentioned, they say things like, yeah, you guys want to come here? That's fine. But you're going to do it legally. Right. Now, because you, why? Do you have illegals in Germany, or Sweden, and countries like that? Yeah, you do, but not, not as much as many as we have. Right. Well, I got a I got a neighbor. He's from somewhere in you know Russia area that, that somewhere in that continent area over there. I don't know the country name because they all got weird names and they sound similar. But really nice guy. He literally said the re- how he got a citizenship. It was in an email. It was like online. He's like, ah, I'm gonna fill this out. You know what I mean? He said wow. then like. Four or five months later, they called me like, hey, sir, I just want to congratulate you. You, He's like, huh? Seriously? He's like, yeah, you've been chosen in the lottery. He's like, hey, I'm going. Oh, yeah, I, I've seen I'm that going. lottery. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they had a lottery. Yeah. And you know what? It's great, man. He comes here. He's, he's got his family. He's, and it's funny because immigrants, they kind of stick together. They, they they kind of go in the same job. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, I got so-and-so down there. Hey, Jimmy, Johnny. You know what I mean? Everybody gets in it. So they, they, they're they all truck drivers. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so and, bring- and they love it. Bring that down. That 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 displays Mike's point exactly. Those people you're talking about the country, bring it down. Their family, their immigrants taking care of each other. So why yeah. wouldn't our country come first? You know, you take it up the step, the family, country, you know what I mean? Why wouldn't that I be think normal? We do. But I think we do. I think I, I honestly think we do. I th- I think we I think we I think us Americans, we do stick together at some point. I don't think it's a hundred percent, but come on, man. I mean, there's so many opportunities. Mike's like, what? I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? Don't think that we don't do charity work. You don't think that, you know what I mean? There's a lot of good things in this country. I think it exists. I mean, I'll put it like this, man. You have the West Coast, you have Central, and you have the East Coast, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. If you take the amount of money in foreign aid one year just give it to the states on the east coast next year give it to the central states next year give it to the west coast now some states they're going to blow it like uh, new york california they're probably just going to blow it right (laughs) yeah they're going to blow it on stupid things let's say but you're showing that you, you you care about your own first you get what i'm saying so that that down to from what I see, no, nah, I'm going to say no. Nah. They don't always take care of their own. Well, see, that's what puzzles me, Mike. And that's why if we're going to talk about the foreign aid, why are we doing both? Either we let people in or we give foreign aid to keep them where they are because that's what they should be doing. So if we're paying people from Guatemala to make their country better and feed their citizens. Why are we letting them come here? Like, isn't that the purpose? Wouldn't you rather be at home and having the United States help you build up your economy? 
what we well, can't do there's a lot of corruption though when you talk about politicians the money changing hands within a you know one politician to another who says that they're not you know banking that money the majority of that money for their family we just don't know well that's the reason and, i say we don't give them the countries money. yeah yeah that's the reason that it, you know if we're going to give them the money we need to be accountable or they need to be accountable and we need to hold them accountable if I they blow the no, money don't just don't well, right i'd err on the side of not either yeah right you know, when you, when you look at some cities like uh, uh, pick one, Detroit, you know, and you look at some places like Tokyo, where they were 30 years ago versus now. And then you look at some of our cities and be like, damn, mm-hmm. you know, what the hell are we doing? What are we doing wrong? You know what I mean? And right. you, you could point to people being on welfare and all. No, no. I, I wrote a paper on this also. If you go down to the unemployment office, all unemployment offices should have no jobs listed, no no available jobs within that municipality or whatever. They shouldn't have any jobs listed because there shouldn't be any. If you're paying out all this money in unemployment, if you're paying out all this money in welfare, you can save so much if you just train people to do certain jobs. Right. Give, train them and give them a skill. I don't care what it is. And then they get or like you say, uh, give the uh, company some money for OJT. Hey, hire Jim. We know he's not a welder, damn it. But you're going to train him on the job, you know, and we're going to, you know, pay his paycheck for the first two months. And then he's yours. Yeah, th- you know that actually exists. That actually exists. I went through that in uh, Colorado. So I, why I, would you I went then, through that? There shouldn't be any jobs out there then. Yeah. You know what I mean? There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be that many people on welfare. Well, they don't. You know, if, we, you have we already... single, if you have a single mother and she has three kids, okay, now you got to worry about child care. Damn it, pay for the child care. Get right. her a job. You know, I just, I don't believe it. If they really wanted to help people, like Brian was just saying, you'll get them off of, uh, stop having them suck off the, uh, the government's tit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, just stop it. Mike Oh, yeah. No, it yeah. just, it just <laughs> but no, you, you, to me, you should want to create a, uh, you, as close as you can, uh, $10,000, $20,000 a year taxpayer. You know what I mean? But, but we are so, the, the problem is, is we're spoiled. That's the problem. We are fucking spoiled. I think that's the problem. It's right there. We're spoiled. Well, I don't, I, I think, well, why, it, I think. Why, why, why is it that somebody that comes from Mexico or somebody, like my neighbor comes here, works his ass off, and he's thrilled. He's just stoked. He lives in a house. He's like, it's great here. I, I came from a country. He goes that there was nothing. It was farms. Like you, you're not. There's no future. Like you're just gonna live on the farm. You're gonna farm, and you're gonna live this mediocre life. You know what I mean? But he's like, here, it's just you can do whatever you want. He's always great. But we were so spoiled, and we're, we think that everything should be given to us. We shouldn't have to work hard, and that's for somebody else to do. I think that's honestly what it is. Well, yeah, I think I, I don't think that's not true. I, I definitely believe that we are a very spoiled country culture, but I also believe that we're very selfish. Like, do you think these people really want to fix the welfare problem? No, Ooh. I don't. The politicians, Ooh. I don't. You, you know, what, like you were saying, was it a fix? Well, well, that's. But I'm saying, if you kick it down the road, you got another job next month. You got a reason to come to Congress. If you solve it, it's just like curing diseases. If they're they're cured, well, you ain't making money on any of the the pills and medicine that you're you're making. So why? What's the incentive to fix it? If you're you're gaining off of it, there's an incentive to keep it. Every somebody's always going to abuse it. 
There's a reason that we have welfare. There's a reason so that if you do end up on the bottom, you have an opportunity to get back up on top. That's it. It's to catch the people that are that, that happen to go through, you know, extenuating life circumstances and they need some help. That's what it's for. Of course, you're going to have people that abuse it. You're going to have people that are in their addiction, the people that have, that, you know what I mean? I, I see why it's there and it's a good reason to have it. The problem is, is people abuse it. But we just need to shrink the government. We need to get it down to, to money comes back to the people. And then minimum wage wouldn't be a question. Help Because let me tell you, I got a personal example right here in my neighborhood. I don't really know a lot of the people in the neighborhood. I follow them on those little you know, neighborhood apps. There was a lady posted in there and said, hey, look, I just got a divorce. I'm a single mother. You will not believe this lady's entire place was furnished by people in this neighborhood. Furnished. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot we of good. Can, yeah, we can take care of each other. But if we don't have the money, it's very hard to. So give us our money back. Stop spending our money on stupid crap that nobody's asking for. And stop making yourself rich because all these politicians are becoming millionaires. They're taken care of. But, I mean, you have roads. You have, you have, you have running water. You have sewage. You have electricity. Yeah. You have All these things are fair prices, too. I mean, it's not like you're paying. I can run my AC and it's, you know, it's expensive. You know what I mean? But, I mean, relatively. I mean, come on. You do, hey, know that, you do know that we had all of those things before the tax system came along, right? And, and that's a local tax. There's state taxes. There's there's local taxes. And, and I do pay for water. So it's not like they just give me free water. It's, it's, it's the federal money. It's, it's the people up in the top level that take your federal income taxes and they spend it on whatever they see fit. And they don't have to worry about what they're getting in return because it ain't their money. They don't yeah. even care if it's quality because it ain't coming to them. I mean, they I, just, I totally agree. So, and I, I think agree. that's the stuff that people are getting tired of. They, you got to, you got to stop this nonsense. So, but I, try anyway, to, I, the, try to, I just try to have a good outlook on it. I just try to, I understand you have to be aware of it and you have to kind of like try to fight and make sure that it's going the right places and have a say and actually cause a ruckus when need to. But at the same time, it's like, we still are in the greatest country in the world, in my opinion, with full of opportunity and full of full of good people but yes there is bad people there is people that abuse the system and it just is what it is well but you know brian you 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 can take years to become the greatest country in the world and lose it in a minute so if you're not on guard if you're not watching and on guard you're going to see it slip away a lot faster than you you took to create it so you should care yeah i think i think you just need more medication Yes, I definitely. I need to up my doses. I, I to my you. Mine's too high. Mine's too high. Hey, I think uh, I th- this guy used to say this at, at work all the time. He said, "You can always improve on the improvement." Yeah. Just just because, like you say, we're the greatest country. I'm like, yeah, but we can still be better. Sure. And then you, and you then, get what I'm saying? Oh, 100. percent. I I think that's great, Dave. Mike, I think that's great. I think that that is true. 100. percent The problem is, is I don't want to lose sight of that, the opportunity and, and the gift of living in this country and being in this country. That's the only thing I don't want to lose. Well, you can do it. If we lose too, if we go too far from it, we start to get this negative outlook and then nobody gets along. Then everybody's fighting everybody. Everybody's like, everybody's fucked up. Everybody's horrible. It's like, no, there's good people. We just well, got to well, be careful. You can do it with a positive attitude. I mean, people right now or today are finding ways to 3D print organs. They didn't say, hey, doctors, you're dumb. You're, you're making organs from taking by. No, they're, they're saying, I'm going to improve this. There's nothing negative about finding a way to make something better. If your attitude is negative or if you're focused on the problem and you're not being part of the solution, yeah, you are the problem. 
But there's always ways to make things better. People do it all the time. Well, Most yeah, of the time, to. they're doing yeah. it to get rich. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Capitalism. Yeah. That's the benefit. Yes. Awesome. Right. I agree. So so we agree about that. So we, we didn't have all the time to go through all the executive orders, which is uh, probably doubled by now anyways. So uh, why, don't we go ahead, why don't we go ahead and pull the pin? It was a good discussion on it anyway. Branched out as much as we could about a lot of topics. But why don't we pull the pin and go into our favorite, favorite segment. Pull the pin already. And you all know what it's about. So who would like to go first? I'm, I don't have anything. All right. You don't have anything? No. Right. You need a minute? I could go first. Go ahead. This, this moment is always just so awkward. Um, I want to pull the pin on Walmart. Now, not for the obvious reasons. Not for the obvious reasons. I specifically want to pull the pin on Walmart today. And I mean the COVID Walmart of today. Um, I have a Walmart, like the supermarket, you know, the, the grocery store one that, that's near me. It's not the full-blown Walmart. Neighborhood? Uh, the neighbor, yeah, that's what I think yeah. it's called, Neighborhood Walmart. And I've been going there food shopping, trading off with another local place, you know. And uh, so I go in there the other day and I walk in, my mask on, like, a, you know, my slave muzzle. I'm a good little boy. I'm following the rules. Man standing there right there making sure that he says hello and, and he's got me visual and the mask on. And I look around, there's no shopping carts. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, yeah, we got nobody to collect them. So I go back outside, right? And I go find a shopping cart, right? Nobody wiped it down, clearly, because they don't really care about if I catch COVID from the shopping cart anymore. They used to care about that, um, but nobody wiped it down. So then I go in and I take my shopping cart and there's this big, huge open space where there used to be a bunch of cash registers. And the guy looks at him, he goes, yeah, they're putting in more machines, less registers. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. They've just shut down all these small businesses. Walmart's got all this money and you're cutting employees and you don't even give a damn if I get COVID from one of your shopping carts. I turned around, dude. I said, you're not getting another dime from me, period. And I will not shop there again. So I'm pulling the pin on Walmart. You are a big company with lots of money. Knock this crap off. Done. Mm. So you're saying that they didn't Maybe some people called in sick or something? No. Or, okay. They're doing away with cash registers with for machines. Well, you, you, you know why, right? Self, why? That's that's the response to this, you know, minimum COVID. wage. Yeah, I know, oh, the minimum, minimum wage. wage. Oh. Yeah, think about <clears throat> it. The Walmart needs to worry about minimum wage. It's money, man. I'm just saying, Walmart yeah. needs to worry about me. Yeah, anyway. if you look at look at all the employees they have. You know what? When they, when they first start talking, I don't want to spend all day talking about your poor pen now. But when they start talking about raising the, raising raising the minimum wage to fifteen dollars, I was like, wow. And I start seeing like McDonald's have has a kiosk where you can go order, so you don't have to go up to the front and talk to someone. That I say, oh, they're getting rid of positions now. They can see it coming, so they they mm-hmm. just bouncing it out. So they could still make their profit. Makes sense. Except nobody was collecting carts. That's not a priority. It is when you're worried about COVID and they're, we're wiping it down. We're giving, yeah. They're not worried about that anymore. No, they're not. <laughs> but to make sure I got my mask on. And I did have it on. Yeah. But I was, uh, so what? <laughs> So now we're worried about the fuck the COVID. Now it's the executive orders we're worried about. <laughs> well, that's part of it. There yeah. were a lot of COVID 
executive orders. Yeah, but, and, uh, yeah, the, the mask like, mandate. Maybe, yeah, maybe we just them. need we need more visas for shopping cart collectors. <laughs> oh, we need yeah. more of those coin things. What coin? Th- oh yeah, like I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do, yeah. Yeah, it's right. coming. It's coming. Yeah, it is. yeah. and that's my pull pin. All right, yeah, I'll go to mine. Uh, this is something that's near and dear to my heart, guys, and you know, yours, yours too, yours too. I always say that uh, you have to have full accountability. I'm going to pull the pin on law enforcement supporters. Sometimes, you know, within any group, you're going to have a bad apple, or two, or three, or whatever. You're going to have that. So why is it that when a police officer literally does something wrong, you still support him or you're quiet about it? I'm telling you, man, when I went through the academy, there was this guy there, his last name, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, he's retired by now. He was a uh, Detective Lemon, right? Mm. Literally Lemon, right? And um, he said, whatever you do, don't embarrass the badge because that carries more weight than all the good that we do. So when you guys are out there and you support bad officers, you're embarrassing the badge even more. That's why I like to call them out. If they did something wrong, I call it out. You know, I'm a 100% law enforcement supporter, but the ones that embarrass the badge, I don't have nothing for you. Nothing. I don't go with that, hey, we're human. Nah, we're trained. We're trained. We're trained better than that. So when you mess up, you own it. Right? And you, for all the supporters out there, you should make them own it then people will have more respect for us. And I'm not talking about next year or three years. I'm talking about maybe seven to ten years from now. But we have to do our part as well. That's my pull to pin. He must have got pulled over yesterday. No, actually, I didn't. No, no. (laughs) Or his white privilege card didn't work anymore. (laughs) They shredded it. (laughs) All right, bro, what do you got? I ain't got nothing today, man. I ain't got shit. I was trying to think of some something good. I, I just couldn't, man. You know, I, well, there's one thing I was thinking about. You guys ever, you guys ever go to Lowe's or Home Depot? Okay, you know how they have, within the last hour. I, I've still been trying. I gotta Google this, but uh, can you park in the pro section? I mean, how do you know if you're fucking pro or not? You know, what I mean, pro homeowner or professional? Like you have to have a contractor's license. Like, I've always been scared to park there. I mean, luckily they have a veteran's one, but what if you're getting wood or something? You know what I mean? Can you go in the pro park? I don't know. I just always wondered about that. It's it, it's funny how those signs will deter people. You know what I mean? You can put a random sign like, uh, you know, city officer, and nobody will park there. It's just out of, yeah. that weird, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, it's always like, I'm not, I'm not a pro, but can I park here? <laughs> I want to be close. So I never do, but yeah. so I want to pull the pin on that. I want to pull the pin. Maybe just say, courtesy professionals first you know what I mean I don't know something like that I don't know don't do it it's just yeah fine. don't do hey. it everybody's gonna park there they don't get once you say courtesy no yeah I'm getting the clip. yeah but isn't it crazy how that works yeah. though psychologically like you think so, everybody's an asshole but like it, that something psychologically goes I can't park there yeah <laughs> so know. that's good there's yeah. people that still park in handicap spots that are not handicapped so they could care less about a oh, pro you know, spot. All the, like here in this area, all the handicapped spots are taken. You have so many disabled vets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
All the skipping in the yeah. score and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just laugh at it, man. I'm like, hey, do you? Do you? Like a damn, damn Broadway show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never like those. Handicap, I'll give it. But all the other ones, I'm like, and or like expecting mother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's I awkward when I either. park there. Yeah. Yeah. It's really <laughs> awkward when I get out of the car on that one. Oh God. Yeah. So well, I'm expecting a mother. Yeah. <laughs> She's not here yet, but I'm expecting one. All right, guys. Th- that's all the time we have for this episode. We hope you liked what we had to share. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you come back till uh next time. And until then, Godspeed. Hey, and pull the pin. Get some. <laughs>